Yes, Father, we press to be nearer to you. We press to enjoy your presence away from every distraction, everything that hinders. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, understanding, grasping is hereby released unto every of your children, to their spirit's understanding, to their spirit's revelation, to the unfolding of your realities. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Good morning. Welcome again to 2019, Pressing Towards the Mark. Can we say, Pressing Towards the Mark? Now, I thought we said that God is everywhere. Eh? That God is omnipresent. Is that not true? He's going to be pressing into his presence. He's in Kanwana Kowe. Eh? Anyana, a misspiritualized. Can we get to Genesis chapter 4 and see what happened there? When Cain had finished talking with God after killing Abel. See what is said in verse 16. Are we in verse 16? And Cain went from where? From where? And dwelt in the land of Nod. Indeed, the, the previous, uh, previous chapter we had um, seen in chapter 3 verse 8. They heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. So there is something which is the presence of God, whilst it is true that God is everywhere. Amen? Uh, how many of you have Android phones, cell phones? I come with mine switched off. Is your phone connected to the internet right now? No, it's not, because you have switched off. Amen? There are times... When you have your phone, but you are looking for what they call hot spots. Am I correct? You have your phone. Eh? My son tells me that sometimes some people will leave where they are and go somewhere inside the campus where there is a hot spot. Aha. So there is... Internet wave going around everywhere. But there is something called hotspot. Now, you need to get to the hotspot so that you can connect. Are we making things clear? Some hotspots are free. In those days when we had a free hotspot, free Wi-Fi around my area, some people would come near my lawn and sit down. And my children will say, oh, you have to go. Is every hotspot free to enter into? Some of them have, some of them have, hallelujah. Now, even when you have entered the hotspot and you have entered the internet, have you entered the site where you download automatically? Eh? No, you have to put in what? The web address. Eh? Aha. And you get to the Play Store, connect into that, and then you begin to download. Sometimes you want to download, and they say to you, not enough, not enough space. So, there is internet flowing around everywhere, but not everybody is connected. Some don't have Android phones. Some have switched off. Some don't have the passcode. But when you enter into the hotspot and you are in the net, you still have to 
get to the relevant site and you still need to begin to download. Hallelujah. So can you see how it is possible for Cain to still be on this earth yet he was away from the presence of the Lord. He was outside of that place. Amen. So we are going to talk today about pressing into the hot spots. Moving while we have connected into the hot spot to the relevant site. And making sure that we download. Sometimes when we are getting into the presence, the Holy Spirit will say, not enough. There are some things you need to delete from your life. Amen. Amen. Now when God calls out a people, individuals who he intends to use, the first thing is that God calls that person to himself. Amen. In Exodus, the scripture says, you see how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you where? To myself. Now, God calls the person to himself. God calls the person to his presence. And it is from that his presence that he launches them out to any assignment he chooses. That's the order. God wouldn't call the Israelites out of Egypt and send them to the promised land. No. He calls them out of Egypt and brings them to himself on Mount Sinai. And from there, launches them. Mark chapter 3, 14, 15. And he chose twelve, whom he named apostles. I have chosen you to be with me, he told them. I will also send you out to preach. And you have authority to drive out demons. Amen. So the call that God has on your life is to be in his presence. Please, can you say with me, God, you have called me to be in your presence. God, you have called me to dwell in your presence. From there, you may send me anytime you please. Thank you. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk in my presence and be blameless. We make mistakes. We make mistakes when we rush into activity without cultivating time again and again in his presence. We're going to talk about getting into his presence for the one-on-one things we want. Similar principles of walking every day in his presence. Same principle, really, when you have a retreat that you set yourself aside and go somewhere. Principles are similar. So we'll be talking on them. Listen to what happened in Mark chapter 1. Can you go with me to Mark chapter 1 verse 33? Are you there? Mark chapter 1, we'll be reading up to verse 38. In fact, the whole city gathered at the door. Revival don't land. He healed many who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons. However, he wouldn't allow the demons to speak because they knew who he was. Power. Crowd. Reception. Looks like a good place to continue a ministry, isn't it? In the morning, verse 35, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and went to a deserted place and prayed there. Simon and his companions searched frantically for him. When they found him, they told him, everyone is looking for you. 
Oh God, you are in demand. Oh God, we have lined up programs for you. Oh God, the weekends are booked out and power has been flowing. But because Jesus has been where? In his presence. He recognizes that, sorry, the cloud of glory is moving. Sorry, even though the physical indices of ministry are here, I have heard from headquarters. Next assignment is elsewhere. Let's go to the neighboring town so I can preach there too. Because that's why I came. But when he was in Sica, and the people said to him, spend some extra time with us. He was going towards Jerusalem. Onobiso, not, he, was, he came moving down. And the Bible says that he spent two days with them. So, what was the difference? He had entered into the presence of God early in the morning and had received from the Holy Spirit, you are not going to continue here right now. Amen? So even though the demand was genuine, it was different from God's plan and purpose at that time. Now have you ever considered why David stayed back in Jerusalem when kings go to battle? Let's give you the background. Second Samuel chapter 21 from verse 16. Listen to the background. Ishbenob, who had been fathered by giants, intended to kill David. Verse 17. But Zeruiah's son, Abishai, came to David's aid, attacked the Philistine, and killed him. After this, David's army told him, You are not to go out anymore with us so that Israel's beacon will not be extinguished. Sound counsel. The whole armies will come after you, and if you die, we're all gone. Sound counsel. Didn't it look like? And the very first time in the scripture, we see David not going out with them in battle. That's in Second Samuel chapter 10. That was in the battle after Nahash had uh, had died. Hanun, his son, foolishly provoked David. David didn't go in the first round of that battle. That's where Joab said, let us play the man for the cities of our God. Remember? They won. But the next chapter, chapter 11, David doesn't go out again and Bathsheba happens. So, it's not a question of surrounding myself with sincere Christians who can give me counsel, who can tell me how to do things. That's very important. But I must go beyond that to have a personal connection with God whereby I check past those sincere suggestions. Amen? Even Jethro submitted his godly counsel. He said, let me give you advice. And if God so say, we make mistakes if we don't check past things in the presence of God. Therefore, press into his presence. Can you say that with me? Press. Say it again. Have you considered Abraham when his wife died? He was offered in the presence of the elders. The cave of Machpelah. Offered free. Say, take. What is it before us? But because Abraham walked in the presence of God... Because he walked before God, he recognized that that would be a mistake. He said, sorry, I know you are willing to give it to me free, but I will buy it for a full price. It's not every opportunity. It's not every sincere looking gift that you should take, brother. Zim has said to me before that his dad told him, 
moke mweliki mwete kokwesli mwete am i correct how will you know the difference when you have done what pressed into his presence hallelujah you know some some genuine plans some genuine gifts some genuine appointments will distract you from God's plan for your life press into his presence hallelujah now we want to enter into a state even though God's eyes are everywhere that we can be said to be under his attention you know how it is when you come into a meeting and the chairman says are you with us have you had that eh the person is there physically but his attention is where elsewhere i don't want to be where god is but his attention is elsewhere look do you understand what happened when the woman with the issue of blood came to jesus was she the person that was physically closest to jesus in fact peter was he couldn't understand it. He said, Jesus, people are thronging you. Thronging you means that they are jostling you, pushing you, and you are looking for somebody who touched you. So it is possible for us to throng the church. It is possible for us to throng men of God. It is possible for us to throng Christian activities. But yet, we haven't touched him. Hallelujah. Isaiah 66.2 All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look. He who is what? Humble and contrite in spirit, and trembles at my word. We're still describing what it means to enter into his presence, and why we need to Continue to press in. How many of us were here two Saturdays ago? Covenant prayers. Can I see your hand? Awesome. And I'm not trying to be flattering. No, 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 no. Awesome. Awesome. At a time during the worship, eh, it was as though we were singing with the angels in God's presence. Surely, surely. I'm certain we're in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Now, before this Exodus chapter 24 episode, if you read Exodus chapter 19 from verse 16 to 18, you will find that they had already gone into his presence before then. Amen? So, we are not talking about something that happens once and you just keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and say it was awesome, it was great, and rightly so. But we are talking about something that you get into again and again. Number one. Number two. Something that in your everyday, seemingly ordinary work, you are doing. Does that make sense? That realization, when we were there, that, oh, God is here. That in your own every ordinary day work, as you are pushing injection inside patients, as you are cutting clothes so as to sew, as you are lifting barrel so as to push, you are also working with the realization, not with the presumption, working with the knowledge that God is here. As you are reading your book, that is what we are talking about, pressing into his presence. Are we making sense? Can we say pressing into his presence? Unfortunately, though God speaks, 
some people disqualify themselves. They don't want to press in. All the people experience the thunder, lightning, ram's horn, smoking mountain. Exodus 20:18 is where we are. And as the people experienced it, they trembled, stood at a distance, and they told Moses, You speak to us, we will listen. Don't let God speak with us, or we may die. Hallelujah. Even on Saturday, some of the manifestations may have appeared fearful to some of us. Amen. Whether you are big or small, some of the manifestations may have made you say, hey. And some of us may have felt, hey. But we were where? In the presence of God. And some people now begin to think, perhaps I should disqualify myself. We had a meeting in church sometime when my children were younger. And when a minister went around praying, when he would lay hands on somebody, that person would go under the anointing. When the minister came near my son, he... <laughs> oh my goodness. He just missed. I'm going to put himself where someone is going to touch him and... So for some of us, this issue of getting into God's presence is something fearful. Because, Reverend Ajari, Karigo, because, no. For some of us, that may be the way we have uh, decided. But, they don't know that Moses himself was afraid. Do you know that? Yes, in Hebrews, the Bible makes us to know that Moses himself said, I tremble with fear. Now, never, never, never decide that, Reverend Donna, you go and be hearing from God, and I, I will listen and obey. Please, never decide that. Because the covenant we have with God is that, he will be known by each one of us individually. And each individual among us will receive from him. And when we come to the pulpit, it will be yes. The Holy Ghost ministered that to me when I was reading the Bible. Okay, was that what God was trying to make me know when I was reading the Bible? Amen. Amen. Let it never be seen of us. He made his ways known unto Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. As Moses said, don't be afraid. God has come to test you that you may not sin against him. Can we say together, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God has come to test you that you may not sin. So don't be scared or terrified of the things that might happen. Uh, there are some people, genuine men of God, who have never seen them fall under the anointing, okay? And they are still speaking God's word. So different manifestations for different people. Don't be afraid. Amen. Like we said, we are not just wanting one-off experiences of pressing into his presence when we come on Sunday mornings like this. Definitely we entered his presence. Definitely, definitely. And we still are. But listen to what Hannah said in First Samuel chapter 1 verse 22. That is the real destination of pressing into his presence I am ambitious for each one of us. The venerable is ambitious for each one of us. And the Lord has programmed for each one of us. Are you in First Samuel chapter 1 verse 22? Eh? Are you there? But Hannah did not go up. For she said to her husband, As soon as the child is weaned, May you be weaned of milk in Jesus' name. As soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him so that he may appear where? Where? And do what? 
How long? May you be weaned of milk. May you not only appear in the presence, but may you dwell in his presence forever in Jesus' name. Listen to what Israel said in Genesis 48.15. He blessed Joseph saying, May the God in whose presence my ancestors Abraham and Isaac walked. That is what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to be in the presence of God. And thank God there is something more. In that first Samuel chapter 2 verse 21. Hmm? There is something that the Bible said there. She conceived and bare sons, three sons and two daughters. And the boy Samuel grew in the presence of God. You can grow. Hallelujah. The Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. Yes, it is true that it meant he grew and God was watching him. But there is a sense of your growing in the awareness of God, growing in the understanding of God, growing in God's presence, even as you grow in grace in Jesus' name. Now, when you have entered into the presence of God, there is that constant awareness that He is always with you. That is the way Genesis 17 verse 1 is put in one of the translations. A constant awareness that He is always with you. An awareness, a knowing, a recognition that the thoughts that are coming to me as I'm reading this Bible are not just me thinking, but God is actually talking to me. Because as you read the Bible, you have approached the hot spot, and the Holy Ghost begins to download to you. And you might look like thoughts are just floating around your head. But beloved, they are not thoughts. The Holy Ghost is downloading. Amen? Suddenly you begin to have something say to you, have you considered what this verse says? Did you consider this tense? Did you not notice that it says present continuous? It's not random thoughts coming to you. The Holy Spirit is doing what? Downloading. That constant awareness that yes, ah, this is God that is talking to me. Amen? We sang ancient and modern 352, talking again about the experience of Jacob. Jacob, when he was on his way to Laban. In Genesis 28:16, I'll read from the basic English translation. Jacob, awakening from his sleep, said, Truly the Lord is in this place, and I was not conscious of it. That consciousness that, ah, this is God. Amen? When you have that as your regular walking experience, you are pressed into His presence. Yes, when you have entered into the presence of God, there is peace. Great peace. Have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. We're describing what happens when you have pressed into the presence of God. There is peace. Hallelujah. In Psalm 119 verse 165, that's what it says. Great peace. And you experience that too. Oftentimes, at the end of a worship session, somehow inside of you becomes relaxed. But we're not just talking about experiences, we're talking about a lifestyle. Thou will keep in perfect peace him that trusts in thee, because he that his mind is stayed on you, because he 
trust in you. That's Isaiah 26 verse 3. Peace is the outworking of the life of someone who has pressed into God's presence. You will be experiencing peace. And you will also use that as a knowing when you have entered into what God has called you to do. Amen. 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 In addition, there is a holy awe. But I don't want us to use emotions as a gauge. I don't. Psalm 16 verse 11, you will show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. Psalm 21 verse 6, your blessings are with him forever. Your presence fills him with joy. Now something that is not emotional but people will recognize when you enter and you dwell in God's presence is a holy boldness. Turn with me to Acts chapter 4. We want to know how we will know. Are you in Acts chapter 4? Are you in verse 13? Huh? Okay. Let me read it for us. Now when the Jewish leaders saw the boldness of Peter and John and found out that they were uneducated and ordinary men. They were amazed and realized that they had been with Jesus. Everyone that presses into the presence of God experiences a boldness in witness, a boldness in service. Amen. Yes, there is joy. Yes, there is peace. Yes, some emotion will come. Yes, there is awe. But I don't want you to use those as indicators. Once you recognize that God is speaking to me, God is doing this, God is the one at work. And there is a holy boldness in that which is right, not bold face. And who is to press into his presence? Can you turn to your neighbor and say, you are the one to press into his presence? You see, we come as groups. It was something that God called us to as a group in covenant prayers. That was in obedience to God. However, you know that God's word is line upon line. Hmm? Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. The same God who aggregated them at the bottom of the mountain is the same God who told Moses to come up and come alone. Listen to me. When Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished, what happened to the veil of the temple? It was torn from top to bottom. But the architecture of the Holy of Holies did not change. The architecture of the Holy of Holies admits one man at a time. So you must come on your own. Peniel, Peniel, when Jacob was seeking the face of God, eh? what did he do to his flocks and herds? He put them where? Aside. What did he do with his beloved Rachel and Joseph? He put them where? Aside. And he went alone to the brook and there wrestled with a man all through the night. It's wonderful to go for MLR. It's wonderful and proper to be in Shiloh. But you must come alone. You must come as one person. The Holy of Holies 
has not changed in architecture. But it has been torn so that everybody can press in. And the Bible has said to us, come boldly. Amen? Come what? When you come, because sometimes we say, what are we still coming for now? God spoke. We wrote down the prophecies. You see, you are coming for God to write upon your own life. It was clear in that Exodus 24 verse 12. Go up to me on the mountain and stay there. I'll give you stone tablets with the instruction and law I have written to teach the people. Hallelujah. How do you have apps? How do you have software? The programmer does what? He writes the program. Somebody came to my house with a software for use in a health institution. And I said to him, there are some things more I think should be there. He said, don't worry. I know what I will do. Overnight, he was doing some mathematics, doing some calculating, writing something. The following time he brought the program to me, something had been written. Some extra options had come forth. Can you say, Holy Ghost, write in my life in Jesus' name. Can we say it? You're pressing into the presence so that God will write upon you. So that when people touch you, you begin to respond in God's own programmed way. There are some options that are not available in certain programs, isn't it? Because the software developer did not write that. When you present yourself to press into his presence, it is so that God will write upon you. And when people open you up, you begin to respond in whose program? Heaven's program. And that's why I must come as a person. I must come as an individual. Secondly, and I beg us to understand this, whilst the genetic code that is found in every cell is the same, yet the cells are not performing the same function. Let me draw on the strength of what you will see in this church. If you go, you will see that the venerable in the wisdom God gave him has delegated functions and said, Reverend Dr. Anna, you take charge of this. Reverend Okege, Dr. Okege, take charge of this. Reverend Dr. Ajere, you take charge of this. Am I correct? Aha. Now, God has a program, a template. God has a pattern for me, for my life, for the call upon me. And I need to press into his presence so as to receive it and so that it will return in me. Turn with me, please, to Hebrews chapter 8. I want you to look at it. Look at it. Why must I press into God's presence as an individual? Even though I know the church is in God's presence. Even though I know the activity group is in God's presence. Why must I press as an individual? Are you in Hebrews 8 verse 5? Huh? Let's read it together. Go. They serve in a sanctuary which is a copy, a shadow of the heavenly one. That is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tent. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. How many people's Bible have everything? 
If you have everything in your Bible, raise your hand. Join in raising your hand if you have all things. Thank you. How many people in their Bible have some things? Can I see your hand? Look at your Bible. How many people's Bible says some things? Many things. Most things. God has a pattern for everything. God has a pattern for business. God has a pattern for taking a husband, taking a wife. God has a pattern for running a home. God has a pattern for all things that you will do. Say with me, God has a pattern for everything. God has a pattern for my life. God has a pattern for my academics. God has a pattern for my play. God has a pattern for me. Hallelujah. So it is very, very necessary. And look at what God told Moses there. See to it that you do everything according to the pattern. Some people are running their businesses according to pattern, but they are not running their homes according to pattern. I need to get into God's presence so that I will receive His pattern and so that God will write His pattern in me that when those circumstances begin to happen, what responses will come will be what God has written. And any option that God has not written will meet, sorry, the application that you have opened does not support this. Hallelujah. Brethren, it is possible. Amen. In business, we need innovation. In business, we need thoroughness. In business, we need teamwork. And at the Tower of Babel, they had all three. They missed the most important thing. The plan, the purpose, the pursuit of God. And so you may have innovation Teamwork, thoroughness, but if you don't have it in the pattern that God has, in His mercy, He will scatter it. Amen. So let's quickly move into what we will do to daily move in His presence. Because Even when you have entered His presence and you have done the will of God last year, entered His presence and have done the will of God last week, there is more. Can you say there is more? Can you say there is more? Can you say there is more? Paul, the apostle, in his first missionary journey, at first you don't have a record of people who came to faith. Until John Mark left them. By the second missionary journey, you see families coming to faith. Can you say there is more? By the third missionary journey, you see aprons taken from Paul's side, healing and casting out demons. Can you say there is more? By the time Paul gets into Jerusalem, The prophecy that Jesus gave him that he will bear witness before kings now begins to come to pass. Can you say there is more? No matter the level you have worked with God in years, no matter the faithful experience you have done with God in the past, there is more. The apostles faithfully went as Jesus told them. And when they came back from witnessing, they reported to Jesus. And Jesus said to them, let us go aside to a place and rest. And suddenly we saw that there is more. Because that's when 5,000 men 
besides women and children, were fed with five loaves and two fishes. A miracle that hadn't occurred all the while in the ministry of Jesus before that time. There is more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So why do we say press? Since the Bible has said, come boldly into the presence. Why do we say press? Why? What are you pressing? Why? Anything that can hinder you. One, fear. Fear is what has made people not press into God's presence. It was fear. You know, fear that God will ask us to do things that we don't enjoy. Fear that if I give myself on, on, unreservedly to God, is that K-legged, ugly girl who doesn't know how to cook that God will ask me to marry. Fa, fa, fa. Fear. A poll was taken and it was shown that a significant number of young people believe that if they ask God to take over their lives unconditionally, that God was going to ask them to do things they didn't want to do. Fear. Forgetting that God is the one that gives us all things richly to enjoy. Don't you know your Bible? That's the fear. At thy right hand are what? Pleasures. For a short time. For a short time. For one year. For two years. Until I graduate. It's the fear that prevents many of us from pressing. We think we need to protect ourselves from God. You know, there are times when you won't tell your wife certain things because you say, if my wife finds out about this money, eh, it will blow them. Sorry. There are some times you want to protect yourself from your parents. Sometimes you want to protect yourself even from your prayer partners. Beloved, God does not need you to protect yourself. That's why when God called Moses the first time, he told Moses, Take off your shoes. We must get rid of that fear. Fear of God. We must come with shoes that have been taken off. On a mountain he knew nothing about. In a place he hadn't come before. He wanted to be protected. But God said, you are on holy ground. You don't need protection. I am your protection. Can you say, oh God, you are my protection. I don't need to hide from you. You will never hurt me. Amen. Yeah, but you know, like a surgeon, sometimes if he needs to take something out of you, he will cut, but he will heal. Hallelujah. So fear is one of the things that make people not draw near. Exodus 24 verse 17. To the Israelis, the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire. Hey! Many of us feel that those people who are walking in the presence of God, that they are in fire. But verse 18 says what? Can you look at verse 18? Was it a fire that Moses entered into? Eh? Was it a fire? Look at verse 18. What was it? What was it? Because of the fear we have that if I give myself wholly to the Lord, I'm in fire. We say we're not climbing that mountain. We're not getting to that height. At least I come to church. I give my tithe. I give offering. I pray for the minister and can't wait to go. Moses, continue. It's not a consuming fire. It is what? A cloud. Will you want to enter into that cloud life? The only thing that will be consumed is the passions of the flesh. Hallelujah. Another thing that will keep people from 
entering into the presence is noise. Noise. The noise of the world's entertainment. Like we explained, you may want to download an app. In fact, the downloaded app may be there, but you want to upgrade. You want to upgrade your WhatsApp. And they say, sorry, not enough. And it will offer you what to delete. Is that not true? You say, delete this, delete this, delete this. Sometimes the noise of the world, of the things that are legitimate in our eyes, are the things that are hindering us from entering in. Now, Olotis, Governor, Igahai, Kwetekang, Kile, TV, Anuma. Eh? There are things that are permissible, but they are not edifying. Hallelujah. There are times when I'm using my mobile phone to read my Bible, and then an alert comes in, and my mind is distracted. Say, hey. That noise needs to be what? Cut off. Recently, I went back to be using my hardcover Bible, I said, this distraction is it's disturbing me. Amen. Are we understanding? The ambition is that you will not be left with a spiritualization, but a clear understanding of step-by-step things you will do. One is that you will get rid of your fear. If any man will come to God, he must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Secondly, is that you will need to move away from noise. In that Exodus chapter 24, Moses delegated things. He said, look, if you people have problems, there is Aaron, there is her. Attend to them. Amen? There are times my wife and I are inside the room praying. And then someone comes at the door and does, bok, bok, bok. Eh? It can be a distraction. After some time, the people in the house understood that, oh, at this time they are together praying. If you want to separate yourself, settle certain things. Moses settled the people, handed over. When David was to come into the battlefield, he handed over the flock to a keeper. Hand over. Take away the noise. Amen. Switch off your phone. Tell people, I am not available. If I got him, maybe. Because you have handed it over to trusted people who can handle it. Amen. If the need should arise... Before they will call, the Holy Spirit will tell you. When Moses was in the mountain and the need arose, it was God that told him, go down. He didn't just tell him, maybe he told him what had happened. Joshua said there is a noise of war. The person who has been in the presence, when there is need to come back down, before the knock comes at your door, Inside your spirit man, you know that your time with God is over and that's something that you need to attend to. Hallelujah. Another thing that can be a hindrance is silence. Can we say silence? Silence. Now, in Genesis 24 verse 21, we have the story of our brother who went to take a wife for Isaac. The Bible says that he watched her silently while she poured. Each camel drinks about 53 gallons of water in three minutes. Ten camels. Imagine pouring for a stranger a minimum of 530 gallons. And all he's doing is watching you silent. Oh God, can't you even say well done? Sometimes when we are facing silence from heaven, we don't want to press on. Let me tell you what happened between Elisha and Joash the king. Elisha prophesied to Joash 
that he was going to break the Arameans. And he told him, take your bow, take your arrow, shoot. He shot once, he shot twice, he shot the third time. Elisha kept quiet and he stopped. Say, ah! You will only now have three victories. When heaven is silent and you are doing his will, press on. You are being interviewed. Oh! You are doing the will of God. You are trying to understand what God is saying. And heaven is quiet. And you are not hearing anything. Press on. Can you say press on? Can you say press on? Can you say press on? Because you are being interviewed. Interviewed for greatness. Interviewed for glory. And another thing is the crowd. Hallelujah. We must stop there. So come blood washed. Since we have confidence to enter by the blood of Jesus, the new and the living way that he opened to us, and since we have a great high priest, let us come near with sincere hearts in full assurance of faith. So as you come, come in the blood covered. Come with full assurance that your Father will welcome you. Amen? Even the prodigal came with assurance, my Father will receive me. Amen? Amen? Come, whether you are coming privately, whether you are doing your everyday work, whether you have organized a retreat, come with a focus on him. Can you say focus on him? That's why when we come, we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we enter his courts with praise. In your life, continually give God thanks. In your life, continually focus on what God has done and what God is doing. Teach me, my God and King, in all things thee to see, and what I do in anything to do it as for thee. Come with faith, come focused on God, come giving a full report of what God has done for you and what he has asked you to do with thanks. And then wait on his word. Amen. Draw near to God. James chapter 4 verse 8. And he will draw near to you. That is the assurance God gives you. As you come washed in the blood. Come giving thanks. Come with full assurance of faith. Wait on his word. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Amen. Are you coming conscious of sin and failure and you need a change? The Bible says in Hosea, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us. He will heal us. He has struck us down. He will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. Let us know. Let us Press on to know the Lord. His going out is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers and as the spring rains that water the earth. Hallelujah. God says draw near and he promises to open himself up. Come boldly. You are thirsty for more of God? Come boldly. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure up my commands with you, Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. If you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures. Then you will understand the fear of God and find the knowledge of God. Finally, come expectant. Can you say come expectant? Come expectant. And as you come, keep speaking God's word to yourself. Amen? Keep speaking God's word 
to yourself. We maintain a lifestyle of always seeking and doing God's will as we press into His presence. Stand up, please. And as we stand, open Psalm 31. Psalm 31. Psalm 31. Psalm 31. Verse 19. Are we there? Are we in Psalm 31 verse 19? Together let's read verse 19 and 20. Go. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, and work for those who take refuge of you in the sight of the children of mankind. In the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. You store them in your shelter from the st- of tongues. Let us pray. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's where you're safe. Press into His presence. That's where you're protected. Press into his presence. Press into his presence. Press into his presence. Press into his presence. Talk to God at this time. Tell God your purpose. Tell God your decision. That yes, the church is pressing, but that you, I will also press. You will also press. To get his pattern, to get his writing upon your life, talk to the Lord. He is your father. Talk to him. You cannot press into God's presence if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ. The beginning of pressing is to accept Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. And the Lord is giving you this opportunity this morning. Just say this prayer after me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your word. You have called us into your presence. But Lord, I cannot come to your presence without first accepting you as my Lord. Therefore, Lord, I ask that you will forgive me my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. I accept you this morning as my Lord and my Savior. Cancel my name from the book of death. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, O Lord, as you grant me the seal of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name. Father Lord, I thank you for this once. I give you praise. As I have answered this call this morning. Lord, I pray that Father, you will grant them the seal of the Spirit. Lord, we pray that God, any sin, O Lord, God Almighty, that has spoken in their lives. Father, we pray that by the blood of Jesus, it shall be blotted away. Cleanse them, O God, and grant them renewal of spirit. As many as receives you, scriptures say, you have given them the power to become the sons of God. Lord, I pray that that power, O Lord, be released in their lives. Lord, grant them assurance of their salvation this morning. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Father, we thank you. We thank you this morning for your word. We give you praise because you have spoken unto us. Thank you, Father. As we press, O God, Lord, we pray that you will reveal yourself unto us this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God Almighty, let the fire of your presence burn off the chaff, Lord, and everything that hinder us in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the cloud of your glory be our portion. In Jesus' precious name we pray.